Blog Talk Radio.
Come on, we're going to put our hands together just a little bit. Glory to God. I don't know if you know it tonight, but when the burden get a little heavy, when the road get a little rough sometimes, I just want to let you know tonight that Jesus will pick you up if he has to reach way down. Come on, y'all can put your hands together again. Come on. Come on, everybody. Come on, put those hands together. Come on. You might not know the song, but you can put your hands together. Here we go. If he has to reach Here we go. Should it have to be? 
because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord. And we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us uh, than he that is within this world, God. Uh, we know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, uh, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, uh, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, uh, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Uh, touch us on today, Lord. Uh, we need you like never before. Uh, fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, uh, and give us a refilling, Lord, uh, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the 
today, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor Hinton this morning praying that prayer of faith. And uh, I do love the prayer of faith that he prayed. We know that God is able today, many of us, to see us through. And many times we're going through because of what we don't remember, what we have forgotten. Yeah, we need to be reminded. And all this week, God has been reminding us through his word and uh, with a message of encouragement to remind us. And, you know, a lot of people, they look at these titles and all this stuff. But what he showed me, even with the title and the work and to get things done and his reminders, he showed me this. And evangelist is a worker. It represents work. And in this hour, it's time to work. Uh, We don't want to just know the word and hear the word, but we want to do what the word says that we're supposed to do. And we want to be reminded daily that God is and his word is. And we have a mediator, the man Jesus Christ, the son of the true and living God. We have a mediator who will take our petitions to a heavenly father, an almighty God who have all power. There's no higher power. Hallelujah. You won't find a God that's greater than he. I was looking at something this morning when I woke up. I had prayed about prayer and uh, Bible study time, you know, personal stuff. And I woke up this morning doing it. I got a great surprise yesterday. Two sons called me at one time, and I got the three-way of me talk to the two of them. Was wonderful. The last one, which was the oldest son, we stayed on the phone for hours, and he was trying to make his dinner, but he keep talking. And I said, well, I'm already eating. He was like, ooh, well, let me cut up some peppers and this and that. So we finally got off the phone. But let me tell you, and Kalani's doing good. They're doing partial operations on her because they got to literally put her back together. She was broken up. So they did the uh, the spine, and they checked the brain to make sure no swelling was on it. And then they did a partial pelvic operation, and they got to go back and do 
some more bone fixes and operations on the pelvic and a couple of more things. But she's stable and God is here blessing. Um, I, I didn't know so many people wanted me to get well so quick and come on back to do some work. But God is faithful. I'm just telling you, uh, over everything, he is faithful. He's forgiving. He's kind. He's gracious. He's merciful. Most of all, he's loving. And we was talking about the reminders this morning and being reminded of God and his word. And we really need to do this. Go back and take a look. Oh, we have so many notes. And on the 26th, the pastor preached this message. Or I heard this message over here. And I'm going over to YouTube. And I'm looking for, listen, get in your word. Get in your prayer closet and begin to pray like you've never prayed before. Ask God for knowledge and understanding and wisdom. He has please, because in this hour, we're going to need this to stay. We're going to need this to be sustained. We're going to need this so we'll know which way to go. Because you're about to see something that you never thought you would see. I, I know we thought COVID was a big, uh, just hold on, just hold on. The saints of God, we're going to need God, and we're going to make it. But if we don't have the tools and the equipment we need, we won't make it either. We won't make it. Yeah. So we we getting reminders, and we want to go back. I want to recap later on on tomorrow, Friday, what we did Monday, Tuesday, all the way up through the week, because we want to be reminded of what God has said in his word. And in 2023, I'm telling you what I didn't do in 22, what I didn't do in 21, 19, 18, 17. I go all the way back to the day I turned, became an adult, what I didn't do, what I've been slacking on and missing on because I've been pleasing my flesh more than pleasing anything else. And instead of getting up doing what I really need to do, I'm doing the easy stuff and what makes me happy. Because when I do this, I go and work a little bit more. Look, you got to stop in, in, in 23 and take care of business. It, it, it's time out for foolishness. Because what's coming our way, we're going to need to be stable. Yeah. And if we're not stable, I'm telling you, we're not going to have what we, we... It's time to just, just seek God with your whole heart. Get in the Word and get asking for knowledge and understanding and wisdom again this morning, okay? Because this is what we're going to need. Today, we're going to talk about reminders for your mind, body, and soul. And you can include spirit with the soul. We need these reminders because it helps us to have a stronger relationship with our Heavenly Father. It helps us to grow in God. Anybody want to grow in God, anybody want to grow in the word of God, anybody want to grow in faith, grow in love, grow in peace, grow in happiness, anybody want to grow in their witness life, you know, their testimony life where they tell others about the goodness of God. And you're not ashamed of the gospel. You can share it in the street, in the restaurant, in the grocery store, wherever you go, you can share 
because you've grown and you're growing and you want to continue to grow in Almighty God. Again, this morning, you're not ashamed of the gospel. I realized this, Apostle Paul showed it to me. The gospel had power to save. The word of God had power and has power and right now got power to save. And so we're thankful unto him. Listen, I'm going to read this this morning. This is Romans and it's um, chapter 12 and verse 2. But I'm going to look at verse 1 first. It says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, you're not doing any more than you should be. Yeah, when you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, because Christ did the same, it's no more than we should be doing as believers and the people of God, the saints of God, the ones who say we're Christians. Yeah. This is the part I wanted to really look at. Verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. See, if we don't get reminders, we'll be conformed to the world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, where am I going to get this new mind from? Bible study, personal at home. Uh, Bible study at church, uh, Jesus in the morning. I'm going to be in different places where I've felt the anointing of God is there. And uh, I'm going over there so that I can get uh, my mind, you know, transformed. I, I want to stay with a fresh mind in God. That he may be, that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? But when I do this, when I, I, I pray, have my, my, my prayer time personal, when I sacrifice that time unto God, when I go to church on Wednesday night, I'm tired. I done worked all day. These people done fool with me all day. And I, 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 but when I get to the house of the Lord, I feel relieved. Yeah, I, I feel the, the, the tiredness go. I'm ready to lift my hands even in Bible study and tell God thank you. Because some people don't let you praise in Bible study. We just come up in here to study and go, but we at the house of the Lord. I don't understand. But anyway, listen. He said in two, and be not conformed to this world. Don't think the world got the answers. We're not following the world and what they're talking about. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And again, how am I getting this new mind? Daily devotion with God. Daily scripture or scripture reading. Prayer. Praise. Witness. Quick to forgive. A giver. A cheerful giver. Always helpful. Always finding something to do to help someone else. All of this, is it transformed our mind. We, we we being renewed. Yeah. Because we're not thinking on our problems and we're not thinking on what somebody did to us and how the supervisor talked to me on the job today. This person just cut me off and I was in line first and then this person come and skipped me. 
Our mind is not there. We gossiping. We, we're not doing all of that. We're renewing our mind in God that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We know which way to go. We, 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 we're in the perfect will of God, not the permissive will. Anybody ever heard that where God permits you to do things? But no, this is the perfect will. This is what God desires. This is what he accepts. Yeah. This is what makes him happy with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we, we want to be reminded. We want God to remind us. Because, Father, this is going to help my mind. It's going to help my body. It's going to help my soul and spirit. Because I'm reminded of your word. I'm reminded of what you said to do. Yeah. You said for me to pray for those that despitefully use me. You said to love my enemies. You said to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Not as the world loves. It, it was really a commandment that you left, Father. I, I got to be quick to forgive. And anybody in my past that I think has done me wrong, Father, help me to forgive these people. Don't don't allow me to hold on to what's been done to me. Help me to forgive quickly, quickly, and move on. And help me to remember what your word said concerning everything in my life. I want to read James chapter 1 to you. And we're just going to basically read it. I might stop and say a few things, but basically... I want to read the whole 27 chapters, I mean, verses uh, this morning, and then we're going back and talk about some other scriptures. But remind us for our mind, body, soul, and spirit, reminders of what we're getting. And if God is reminding you this is real important to him, because he see what's coming your way. Warning comes before destruction. So he's bringing this now so that when this thing comes, you already got the memo. You already got the reminder. You already know what to do. Yeah. So let's look at James. And James helped me a lot of days and a lot of times, way back in the day even, from when I first started reading this book. It blessed me real good because a lot of things I did not know that James brought to the forefront and taught me some things. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I was so happy to have him teach me. In verse 1, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Verse 2 says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. See, here he letting you know some things coming our way. We're going to be tempted and tried. Number 3, verse 3 says, knowing this, that the trial of your faith work is patience. That's one more reminder we need for today is to ask God to help us to have patience. 
and to strengthen us as we go through the trial to get patience. This is very important in your walk with God. Because men say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a God-given person. What? And don't have two hot seconds worth of patience to wait for nothing. They on the road, got more road raised in the, in the world. Cussing folks out more than the world cussing them out. No patience. My brother encountered all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patience. But let patience have her perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. This is a reminder. But let patience have a perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Verse 5 says, if any any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. When we ask God for something, we got to believe it and let it go. Believe it, trust God, walk away. Count it as already done by faith. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Seven says, and let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord because he had wavering faith. He believed he didn't believe. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. No, I'm standing on the promises of God. I'm standing on the sure foundation. I'm standing on his word. And I, 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 if I have to go back and look back in the past to see what he's done before, if he did that, truly he'll do this and keep it moving. Hallelujah. It says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Double-minded. You ever seen people do things uh, to ensure they're going to win? Hey, you get in this line, I'm going to get in that line. If you get up to that line first, you pay for my stuff, and that way we both out of here. You ever seen that kind of foolishness? Double-minded. Can't hold on to one thing and, and see that thing through. Verse 9 says, Let the brother of low degree rejoicing that he is exalted. Ten say, but the rich in that he is made low because as a flower of the grass he shall pass away. And that's what's wrong with America. That's what's wrong with the church in America. And that's what's wrong with the church people in America. We hyped up on money. And they bring all these commercials and they bring all this stuff out and people see it and it glit and it glamour. And they all... Look at the Mercedes. Oh, look at that Audi. Oh, the Bentley. Oh, the this to that. Oh, look at that dream house. Dream house. Church folks can go with the dream house, but the true believers, the people of God and the saints of God, we're not looking for no dream house. I've got a mansion just over the hill. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for that mansion, that heavenly mansion. We're looking for the place where we cry no more, we die no more, no more sickness, no more ugliness. 
We're not talking about no greenhouse in America that sits on a hill and, and we got the dog named Fluffy over there. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about spiritual things that will never pass away. It says in 9, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. See, I may not have much, oh, but I can call on the name of Jesus. I may not have much and I may be going through, but God coming to give me peace. He coming to give me rest. I wake up like I, I, I got it all figured out. I wake up like the world is mine. Oh, today is that day. Why? He exalts me. I'm exalted by him. He has sent his angels to lift me up. He has sent his angels to encourage me. He has sent his angels to remind me. He has sent a man or woman of God to remind me. But the rich and that he is made low because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. 11 says, for the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perishes. You know how pretty it was. It go quick. The sun doesn't hit it. It's burned up. It doesn't dry it out. It was pretty, but it, it faded. the beauty of it faded fast. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Do you hear that? I, I don't want to be rich for me. I, I, will, I, I, I put it like this. I want God to give me what I need to bless his people. That's what I want. Because I don't want money stored up just for me. I want to be a blessing to many. Some will have to be taught, but they can be taught how to use money. Yeah, how to take care of your your property that God bless you with home and land. You know, you got acres and God will teach you if you want to be taught the right way. You, you plant every seven years. You do this, you do that. Yeah, according to his word. Oh, it's all right this morning. Because some things I know we don't know about, God will have to teach us. 12 says, blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Some of us, we in trouble because we won't endure temptation. We won't move out the spot. God keeps nudging us. He doesn't open the door. He doesn't threw us out of there. He doesn't shut us out of there. He doesn't put us out of there. But we keep going back because we can't endure temptation. We're afraid of what's coming our way and what we're going to do with it once it comes. No, ma'am and no, sir. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come, become new. No, sir. Greater is he that lives within you, sir, than he that is in the world. You just got to keep a well-made-up mind and tell that devil no. And if you want to escape, God will give you an escape route to get away from whatever that thing is over there that's trying to take over you, whether it be a drink, whether it be fornication, whatever it is. But you got to trust God. You can't trust yourself. 
Blessed is the man, <coughs> excuse me, that endured temptation for when he is tried, for he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. I love him, so I don't want to do him wrong. I love him, so I don't want to cheat with nobody else. Because I love him. I love him. I don't want to go to the club and get drunk. I love him. I don't want to commit adultery. I don't want to commit fornication. I don't want to be lying and cheating and stealing from people. I don't want to do all that. I want my yea to be yeah and my no to be no for people. And what I do is from my heart, not just from my lips. And what I'm doing is not just to get prestige and, and, and fiddle-faddle and, and, and what this thing is, uh, uh, glit and glamour and my name ring. No, not for that. You know what I was known for? Prayer. I didn't even know that. I was known for being the woman of God in prayer, and I didn't even know it. I'm telling you the truth. I thought I was just Barbara. And people would come and they would tell me that they say, they told me you can really pray. I said, really? And when you pray, things happen. I said, yeah, because I was floored by that. I'm nobody. But God not only heard, but he would ask. Because it was from a sincere heart. It wasn't just from the lips. And I wasn't doing it for somebody to look up to me or to give me something. But I did it because I wanted the people to be blessed. I remember one time I went to a service and all I did is praise. And the whole house was slain, even the pastor. I'm, I'm still praising and I'm thinking everybody else praising it. It got to look quieter. And when I opened my eyes and looked around to see what was going on, everybody on the floor. You could hear crying and weeping. I really went on off in the praise then because he had come. The anointing had come in the house and slayed the house. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it was nothing that I could just set up and say, yeah, you know, I, I got it like that. Oh, no. Oh no, bow down, sister. Bow down to God. And I didn't even know the pastor remembered that, and we ended up together at another church. And the Lord used my mouth before the pastor preached to give the word in there, you know, of what he was doing. And the pastor said, Thank you so much. God bless you, sister. He said, But you all in my message today. <laughs> And so when church was over, <coughs> he wanted to meet him. <coughs> I go up to meet him, and the pastor said, he said, you know her? She said, oh, yeah, I know her. And called me by my full name. <laughs> I left. And she said, oh, yeah, I remember he slayed the whole house. Not I slayed nothing. God did. Folks was getting healed, getting furniture, getting carved, getting jobs. Getting their mind right, getting their heart fixed. Oh, he was doing some stuff up in there. Repenting. Yeah, yeah. You see? But you got to endure temptation. When you're tempted, you must let God be the God of your life. You can't jump out one relationship right into another one. 
You you ain't got yourself straight from that first relationship. Even when I'm fired from from a job, I, I give myself a minute to to think about some things, not just rush out because of money. Because Lord, if you gave me this job, you'll give me another one. Especially when I got fired and it wasn't my fault. I was a good worker because I worked as unto God, not as unto man. I wasn't cutting corners and trying to cheat the clock and, and trying to get something for nothing from a company. Uh-uh. I worked. I did what I was supposed to do. Hallelujah. 13 says, let no man say when he is tempted now, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. Did you hear that? We can't say we've been tempted by God. He don't tempt nobody. Because he know how easy it is for man to fall into temptation. He wouldn't do that. Fourteen says, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. That's when you're tempted. And if you're not careful, you're going to fall into temptation. See, instead of you keeping your mind on God, Oh, I done seen her. I might could get with her and she can help me. Because today that's what men looking for help. Now, they want to be the leaders of the house, but you got to sit down to the computer and write letters and, and, and do all kind of stuff for them. Look here. I'm going to need you to be a whole man. If I'm computer savvy, I'm going to need you to be that way. Uh-huh. If I could think how to put a letter together, I'm going to need you to be able to do that too. And we work together. Nobody's putting the work on the other one. Work together for things. I look, oh, in some days it's sickening. Because men get women who going to help them with this area here. And he ain't no good in the other area. And he can't help her with nothing in the area. No unequally yoked. God going to give you, I believe, what you are. Who you are is who, who God would give to you, but it's going to be an uh, opposite there because you're a woman and he a man and things going to be done different, but it equal up to blessings. Both of you happy in the house. And don't get so common and, 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 and uh, comfortable with your husband or your wife and think you got them forever. Uh-uh. You better wake up and put a spin on it and shake it up and make it better. And make it better for yourself. Because that woman been with you 30 years, 20 years, 15 years. The next one you get, if you get another one, won't be like that. She can endure some things. That man you've been had all them years, and he's been good to you. And he treated it like he was his wife. He kept the respect. Y'all kept the respect in the relationship. Be careful. Because you could lose him. And not to another woman or even to the world, but he could leave here and go home to take his final rest. Yeah. So we want to be careful and not be so easily enticed and tempted. Yeah, it ain't no good. It's no good. Yeah, I'm going to uh, leave my husband or leave my wife 
I won't face what I've done. I'm making all the excuses and blaming him. I'm making all the excuses and blaming her. Now, what part did I have in this? And I need to face up to my part. What did, and men, y'all need to come on with it. Because as a man, I, I can't leave my boys. I sure can't leave my daughters. So I'm going to have to deal with this woman. I'm going to have to humble myself and bite the bullet and stay here until my children get to be adults. And, 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 and then I can go. But I'm going to have to suffer through this because I'm not leaving my children. Now, if the woman gets, oh, I want you out of here, I can't just, now, if she, she like that, you're going to have to leave. But if she's not like that and she said, you can stay if you want to, but we're not who we used to be, that's fine with me. I'm still going to take care of the house. I'm still going to take care of the children. I'll take care of you even. But I don't want to leave my children here. So another man who's not their biological father can come in here and destroy my children. He can do what he want with you. But my children, I got to cover them. I got to protect them. But men don't do that. They throw them to the woman. And whatever man she get, they throw, hey, take care of them. You know, I'm gone. Kind of foolishness. And God put the man as the head. And then when things going bad, he wonder why. Look at yourself. Take some self-inventory in 2023 and see what you can get going that's right and in the right direction for you so you can truly stand up as a man. I've never seen so many adult boys in my life. They got the age and the built of the man, but the mind of a boy. I, I, you, you, you can't run, you can't put nothing together for your own children. Because you don't have, and in the excuse of, I didn't have a man in the house, guess what? It's a man in the Bible. And his name is Jesus. And if you go to him and tell him what to ask God for, he'll do it for you. And if you're sincere and you want your house to be in order and you want to bless your children, God will open a door and make a way. But you want to bless women, you want to be slick and you still want to fornicate and wall around. God ain't going to bless no mess. I'm here to tell you not like that. Remind us this morning. For the mind, the body, and the soul. Remind us. All of these are reminders today. Because we want a healthy spiritual and soul relationship with God. We want a healthy mind in God. We want a healthy body in God. We want to be the true believers, the true Christians, the true saints of God. So we must see the mind, the body, and the spirit and the soul healthy things. Some things going to hurt us because we got to face it. My son and I, we talked about some things last night, and uh, he was apologizing. And I, and I told him, I said, look, let me tell you something about a mother. I don't care what you do. She's still going to love you. <laughs> and I told him about A.L. And I said, well, that's still my son. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, and it made me think back to this. You know, not that I don't accept the apology. I accept the apology, you know, and I forgive you. And I'm hoping you do the same for me. But when I look back at it, I look at that woman that Brother Lewis said, <laughs> 
they wanted her to, to kill her because she might have told on them. But the, the woman that got caught <coughs> committing adultery, and they come out to Jesus to find out what he had to say about it. And they had their bricks in their hand because they were going to stone her to death. She got caught in the act of adultery. And Jesus was kneeling down right in the sand. And he said, uh, the first one without stone, I mean, the first one without sin cast the first stone. Well, they started dropping their bricks and walking away. And a little bit, I was sure she was kneeling down, you know. And then a little bit, Jesus asked her, said, woman, where are thou accusers? And when she looked around, everybody was gone. He said, go and sin no more. Listen. And this is the way we got to think. The believer got to think like this. <coughs> God has given me a new heart and a new mind. I'm a new creature. So I want to think like this. When it comes to what's been done against me, the first one without sin cast the first stone. If I never did nothing wrong or did anybody wrong, then I can hold this against them. I may not have done the same thing. I may not, you know, did it in the same way, but yet wrong is wrong. And I may not have been slimy, but I was dirty. So, Lord, what I need you to do is forgive me and forgive them. And, Lord, I forgive them quickly, 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 quickly. Because today we want everything to be perfect. Children want perfect parents. You won't find that. Parents want perfect children. You won't find it. You won't find a perfect husband nor a perfect wife, but you can't find a perfect God who had a perfect son, huh? who got a perfect son. Reminders, reminders. We're being reminded this morning of godly things, what God requires. He said, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away from away of his own lust and enticed. When he see the girl with the short skirt on and he just keep looking and keep looking. After a while, he can't look no more. He got to go over there and say something to her. So now he's drawn away and he enticed. 15 says, then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now, I didn't say this. You, you can hold it against me, but there's no need. I wasn't there when God inspired man to write it. But look what it says now. All of this brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. For the wages of sin, the work of sin is death. The paper sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through his son, Christ Jesus. But what we, what are we going to do about it? Am I going to keep doing the same thing I was doing in 22 and 23? Am I still going to be a womanizer? Am I still going to chase women? Am I still going to uh, uh, flirt and, and carry on with men? What am I going to do? I know there's a problem in my life. 
I need to get it fixed. The only way I can get it fixed, I got to go to God from a sincere heart, with a sincere heart, and mean what I tell him. Let my lips and my heart line up together. Let my tongue say to God what my heart means. Am I going to keep putting off this ministry that God called me to, the work that he chose me for? Am I going to keep, am I going to remain ashamed of the gospel? Am I going to be ashamed to witness in the world? <clears throat> am I going to not forgive those, <coughs> excuse me, who has done me wrong? Am I going to love my enemy? Am I going to pray for those that despitefully use me? Am I going to talk about those that talk about me? Am I going to put my mouth on who put their mouth on? No, no, I'm not. For the wages of sin bring forth death. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. Not only a natural death, but spiritual. And you'd rather be naturally dead than spiritually dead. Take my word for it. Because if you're spiritually dead, I don't know. And you stand before God, but you naturally did. God can revive you, even spiritually. God can revive you. He can bring you back. But it's going to have to be his choice. Because you chose sin over God. You chose wrong over right. It says, do not err, 16, verse 16. Do not err, my beloved brothers. We don't have to because we got a perfect word. The perfect word of God. We don't have to err. We don't have to do these things. We choose to do them. Yeah. Jesus didn't have to go to the cross, but he chose to please the Father. I don't have to rob a bank. If I rob a bank, I chose to do it. I don't have to cheat on my husband. I don't don't have to cheat on my wife. If I'm cheating, I choose to do it. And it all starts with the selfishness. Yeah, it all starts with, well, they're not making me happy. Well, make yourself happy and keep your vow intact. Keep what you said you would do until death do your part. Keep that intact. I have a young man I respect him, I think, until I leave here. He was married. And he was an attractive young man, and the young ladies, oh, boy, they was after him. And he knew they was after him, but he was married. And the wife, she wasn't cooking, and, you know, and he out there working hard. Yeah, he was. And uh, one thing about him, he would not hang out. He would come to my house and hang out with me, the old lady. I said, boy, he said, Ma, I come here because... You're going to give me the word. We're going to talk about God. And you're going to encourage me. And that's why I come and hang out here. If I go over there where I want to go at and hang out, them girls over there, that's who's going to be encouraging me and encouraging me in the wrong direction that I go to hell. You hear me? And that's what we have to do sometimes. We have to do something different. Don't get caught up in the hyper. Well, I... I'm not being pleased. He's not paying me no attention. I, I seen him pay them nail lady more attention than he paid me. Don't get caught up in that. That's a trick of the enemy. 
There may be something going on that he can't talk about right now. Uh, even with her, there may be something going on with her that she can't figure out right now. She can't even talk about it. Have some patience. Have some respect for your marriage and your wife or your husband. You can tell people that want to live by the book, by the gospel, by the word of God. You can tell these people. They're going to make a way to be escaped that God will let them escape out of sin. But them that's not, they don't care. They just fall into it and go on. And they know the world understand, but you can't bring the world foolishness to me, and I understand. No ma'am and no sir. Not church folk, other people of God. It won't work over here. Yeah. 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It said in 16, do not err, my beloved brethren, because in other words, in 17, God can bless you. Yeah. God, God will give you the gift to escape. God will give you the gift to pray and to get strength to stand up for your marriage. Yeah. To stay on that job that you just want to leave so bad. That that's the place where you should be. Yeah. The church, the pastor, he want to cut out. But that's where God placed him with that flock. But it's one, one of the worst flocks he ever wanted to deal with. But he got to stay right there. Hallelujah. And don't fall into temptation and leave uh, the blessing that God has for you. 18 says, of his own will begot he us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Yeah. See, he... He come to do the will of him that sent him. But at the same time, he had some reservations about it. That's why he was out there in the garden praying like that. Because that cup was heavy for him to drink from. That burden was real heavy for him to bear. But he didn't send himself. He come to do the will of the Father. Hallelujah. 19 said, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Be quick to hear, slow to say something, and slow to get angry. Because if you do these things, you're going to be all right. Because guess what? You're going to have patience to wait now. Because you're working with hearing and you're working with speaking and you're working with wrath. You're working with don't be angry so quick. Don't say nothing so fast. Just listen. While you're doing that, God working on your heart. So you can stay intact where he put you. So you can walk away, so you can look the other way. You see she coming with a super tight short. Look the other way. God will give you an escape out of that. He'll cause your husband to come home and say, come here, girl. I ain't been talking to you for two weeks. And I couldn't tell you what was going on, but let me hug you good. And then I'll tell you what's going on. You go right on and let your husband hug on you. And wait to see what he got to say. And if he says nothing, it's all right because he came back hugging you because he went through something. See, it, 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 it's two p 
people but one body, but it's two minds. See, we become one, but yet we have two different minds thinking sometimes different things at the different times. Yeah. This is why you pray and cover your wife, and this is why your wife pray and, and let God cover you so y'all can stay together. Now, that's if God ordained the marriage, because sometimes we do it ourselves. I'm raising my hand right now because I put that marriage together. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. Well, God brought me out. Listen, 20 says, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Slow to wrath. Slow to get angry and cut up and show out. Slow to fight. Put your hands on somebody or shoot them, cut them, stab them, whatever. Put your lips on them. Tell them about yourself. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Because I'm not going to do that right. I'm going to go over there and wrath. I'm going over there to blow up and to tear it up. And sometimes I might have wrath in me and don't say nothing, but just let it build up until it boils over. It just explodes out of me. That's not God. Uh-uh. That's not God. 21 says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. I might have pronounced that wrong. And receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. These reminders. These are reminders for the mind, the body, and the soul. Reminders. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. I'm going to come out of corn. I'm going to come out of fornicate. I'm going to come out lust. I'm going to come out watching all kind of wrong things, doing all kind of wrong things. I'm going to come out of smoking dope, weed or, 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 or crack or meth or whatever, pee or pot. I'm coming out. I'm coming out, Lord. I know you're able to set me free. I just got to allow you to do it. I got to believe you will and you can. I worked for drug and alcohol treatment. I was in a place called Fairbanks, Alaska. And going into learning about it, I didn't know that sugar caused an aggressive addiction in the people. So they would let them have a can of Coke every now and then. But you couldn't have Coke every day even. You could have dessert, one dessert a day, because they kept that sugar that you intake to a minimum. Because the more sugar you got, the more aggressive your addiction was. And you were going to crave whatever that was, marijuana, crack, whatever. You were going to crave that more because that sugar addiction. Yeah. Pills or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. But this is what James went on and said in 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Now, he said you're deceiving yourself if you're just a hearer and not a doer. If you know the word and don't apply it to your everyday life, you're deceiving your own self. 
You know you're not supposed to be lusting after women. You know you're not supposed to be fornicating. You know what the word says, so now you're going to go on and deceive yourself. 23 says, but if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. When you when you look in the mirror or even look in the glass, you can see the reflection of yourself. So James said, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. You see yourself. 24 says, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forget what manner of man he is. He saw himself, but he went away, and now he done forgot what he saw. He forgot what kind of man he was when he looked at it in that mirror, in that glass. Because he done turned God off. He done turned Applying the word of God to his life, he doesn't turn that off to just knowing it, but look at this girl over here. I believe I can get her. The woman, look at that man right there. I think I can get him. On the job, I'm going to tell him how I feel. You're not supposed to come subject to the higher power. That's what the scriptures say, not Barbara. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. 25 says, but whosoever looketh into, look, look into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of freedom, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, you got to continue in the word. You can't just look in there and see it and know it and not apply it. You got to continue to stay with it. You got to continue to obey the word of God. He being not a forgetful hearer. See, he didn't forget what he heard because he's doing it. He's applying it to his everyday life. But a doer of the work, W-O-R-K, this man should be blessed in his deeds. And right there where it said, man, we're going to use that generic term, man or woman. You're going to be blessed in your deeds because you chose to stay in the word of God. And you chose to do the work according to the word. 26 says, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Yeah, you got some preachers just, 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 oh my goodness. Yeah. They, they, and they don't care what they talk about, who they talk about it in front of. A lot of conversations is unbecoming to holding it. It's not holding, yeah. But the word said, but deceiving his own heart, this man's religion is in, is in vain. If any man among you seems to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. If he get with women and talk dirty, if he get in a crowd with the brothers at the church and all it is and close friends and relatives 
and he don't talk right. You know, his conversation is not holy. This man's religion is in vain. I didn't say it was in vain. The scripture said, John 26 said, it's in vain. Now, I mean, James, I'm sorry, James 1 and 26, chapter 1, verse 26, say this man's religion is vain. And in and, and John chapter 1 and 27, he said, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the word. Reminder, reminder this morning. These are reminders. He didn't say go over there where the fatherless at and get with the children, mother, brothers, brethren. That's not what he said. He didn't say go over there to help the pregnant sister. Now you the baby daddy. No, that's not what he said. He said help them in their affliction. Widowers. Now don't go over there and try to marry her. Don't go over there and try to marry him. They just lost their husband or wife. Or they lost them a while ago. Go over and be a blessing. Because sometimes a man can't cook. He can't do laundry. He can't wash clothes. He he don't know how to keep the house up. His wife was there doing all of that. She passed away. You're a sister in the church full of love and full of God. You want to help. If you go take some brothers with you from the church. And take them strong brothers that truly believe in God. And keep yourself unspotted from the world. Don't think like the world. Don't go over there with the world mentality. Don't go over there and he might marry me. He got a new house. Got a nice car. He got a little money. No, don't go over there with that foolishness. I've had sisters to tell me all of this and I had to straighten them out. Oh, that's why you're going over there to hell? Keep yourself from over there before you find yourself in trouble. Big trouble. Because you're going with the wrong motives, the wrong intentions, and everything. But these are reminders this morning for the mind, body, and soul. Because we don't want to be conformed to this world. But we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We want to be in the perfect will of God and showing others we can be in it. Everything we do as believers, the people of God, the children of God, the saints of God, Christians, everything that we do is reflecting God. And we want to show the world that he is. And that he's got a perfect will and a perfect plan for all of our lives. And that we can live this life. We can live according to this word of God. But we constantly need reminders. And we need to put it into practice. We need to apply this to our life. You often heard me say where I come from, a place that they taught me perfect practice makes perfect. We need to put this more <coughs> practicing doing it than not. <coughs> a church building won't save you. Neither will the pastor. Only you can <coughs> keep you going down that straight and narrow with Jesus. The only way you're headed to God is you've got to be 
in that perfect will. You gotta be obedient unto the word of God. You gotta be obedient unto God. God'll come and tell you some people get mad. She don't know me. She preaching on me now. I don't like all that. I'm not going back over there no more. I don't want to hear all of that. I know you don't. But it's a reminder for your mind, your body, your soul, and spirit. It's a reminder that's going to help you to get right with God. In 2023, we want to have discernment. In 2023, we want to walk according to the word of God. We want to apply this word to our everyday life. We want to be great witnesses unto him. We want to testify everywhere that we can. We don't want to be ashamed of the gospel. We we may have been that way, you know, kind of quiet. And at the grocery store, we just going for some groceries and we don't want nobody to think we crazy. And that's when they think you're showing up crazy. I bet you people done said some stuff. She always coming here, don't never say too much. I done seen her before. She always, you know. That's because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. That's why the world has become wickeder and wiser. The believers, the church folks, the saints to God, we sat back and let go. Whatever go on, we let it go on. We don't say nothing about nothing. We don't witness to no children. We don't try to, mm-mm, I'm going to stay away from that. I'm scared of that because, see, they shoot me and not children shoot me. Well, shoot me because I'm trying to shoot you up out of hell. I'm trying to keep you from going to a place you really don't want to be. When I tell you that that's not where you want, that's not what you're looking for, I mean, weeping and gnashing of teeth. No, ma'am, that is that. You're not even used to that. You can't go without a shower. I know good and well you can't be in hell, sweating and stinking and oh my goodness, yeah. And you can't get out. Yeah, you can't get out of there. When the when the winter, no winter's ever coming. You're not going to get this spring weather that you're used to. I'm trying to help you before you get there because you don't have to. Yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Listen, the studio is already open. And if there's someone have something they would like to say, please feel free today and press that number one and come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to this one, and when we come back, the studio will still be open. And uh, if nobody have anything to say, we will continue to talk about reminders of the mind, the body, and soul, and your spirit. Yes, we'll continue to talk about that. Let's hear this one. Oh 
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah. What a beautiful song. Angels in the room. And look at all of this God has given to us. Look at it. Angels, prayer, his spirit. We have so much, but we don't use what he gave us. We're still trying to lean on our own understanding. We're still trying to be wise in our own eyes. But when we let go, let it go. Stop worrying over it. Worrying is a sin. Stop being over-concerned about it. God know where you are. He heard your prayer. I, I hear so many people, I'm just sick of it. Everything is money, money, money. What are you going to do in 2023? Uh, you can make your own way. You can uh, uh, be a coach. You can be a creator. You can do this. Look, what, what will God do? You're doing everything. What will he do for you? You're trying to be, you say you love him. You say he's in you and you in him. But you're trying to be what the world is. You're trying to have what the world has. I think a roof over your head, food on your table, clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. You got hot and cold running water. What more you need? And when you let all this excess stuff go, you will have time to spend in the word. You'll have time to spend in prayer. You'll have time to witness to others. You'll have time to sit and reflect back and be reminded of things that's for your mind, your body, your soul, and spirit. Yeah. But when we get caught up in all this stuff, and the church did it to many. The so-called church did it to many people. Because next thing I know, everybody want a big house. One day the kids going to leave. And they may not want that house you have. It's old. They may want to go out and get their own home. Sell your house that you don't work so hard to keep. They don't want that old antique car you got. They'll sell it and buy them a new car because their vision is different from yours. We're always trying to hold on to everything. Let it go so that God can give you what you really need. You need to change your heart, change your mind. You need a closer walk with him. You need to seek him and make sure that his spirit is living in you. And that you're obeying his word and his spirit. You're not just out here flopping around, sucking up God's free air and everything. And not working unto him. Not being concerned about others. And that's what's wrong with church folks. They're concerned about them and theirs. But there's so many strangers. And when you talk to them about it, say, oh, I heard about that. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, that's so pitiful. But not going to do anything. Not going to make a phone call. Not going nowhere. Unless it's for them and their household. And I've never seen so many so-called Christian folk upholding children in their wrongdoing and their supporters. 
what they call in drug and alcohol enablers. I'm not going to enable you to be sorry in my house. You got to go. And you can't, I, I don't want you to keep coming back over here because I'm busy. I done did what I supposed to do for you. Now it's my time. I want peace and quiet. I want to talk on the phone about what I want to talk on the phone about, and I don't want you around listening. I love you and I do what I can to help you out, but once I help you get on your feet, I need you to stay on your feet because I talked to you about God, but you won't stay with him. You want more world than you want God, but you want to come to me for what God has given me. And what I got to stay reminded to do to keep being blessed and you want me to share my blessings, I'm sorry. I'm not willing. I gave you a chance <clears throat> because God taught me to train you up in the way you should go so that when you get old, you won't depart from it. And now you, you done departed and you stand departed, but you want to come over here and pinch off the blessings of God? No, no, sir, and no man. No, you're not going to pimp God through me. I can't, I can't allow you to do it. And sometimes if we let these children fall, I'm telling you, let them fall, they'll come to God. But we keep holding them up so they don't fall, so they won't get in a place where only he can help them. Because we too busy being there, being enablers. I'm just telling you the truth. Same thing with some husbands and wives. We just keep on helping him. We just keep on helping her to stay away from God. Now, let, let them hit rock bottom so they'll see who they need. Because, see, when you hit rock bottom, nobody's there but God. And if you don't turn to him, you're going worse. And, and many people, they say, oh, I can't get no Lord in this. I got to call on the name of Jesus. Because they know you train your children. They know about God, and they know you go to church. They know you go to Bible study. But they know you're weak, and they know you're an enabler. So come on and help me. And it's what we do. We can't they in the wrong, and we can't stand for nobody uh, to try to get them right. We'll fight the police, the school teacher. We fight the preacher and the, the neighbors. Anybody say anything wrong about these children that we know are not doing what we was trained, what they were trained? Because as a parent, I trained y'all in the way that you should go. But still, if anybody say anything about anything, we have a fit over. Some of us, we know that husband ain't worth one dead fly, not two, but one. He worth one. But if you say something about them, they'll have a fit. And they enablers. And today men looking for women to take care of them. I've never seen so much craziness. Mm-hmm. She's the accountant in the house and the moneymaker. He bring in what he can. And the burden is on her. That's not the way it's supposed to be. If God made the man the head, he made him to provide for his family. But women enable him, and they won't give him a chance to go out there and work and do and get what this. A man can make a way. He can talk to another man because another man understands the ways of a man. Yeah. 
I see my dad go to a man, a white man, and tell him, I, I, I need a day's wages. I'm trying to take him a family, and uh, I got a job, but, you know, it's paying low, and I'm barely making ends meet, and we're about not to eat. I've seen my dad talk to him, and the man had a, a patio business. He did patios and patio furniture, and he took my dad to work with him. He picked him up in the mornings. When they finished the work in the evening, he dropped my dad off. We started coming up in our house. We started eating high on the hog, as they call it. Instead of eating pig feet and hog moths, we eat ham now. <laughs> we we eat pork roast now. Next thing I know, he had a whole cast iron patio set. We didn't have a patio, so he put it in the front yard and would cut the grass and it would look so nice. And young men would come and play checkers with him. And he would witness to them because they considered him a man of wisdom. But my dad did some talking to some men who owned some business and talked to them as a man, and they understood a man. But these women today, they want to give them video games. And I'm working, and he on the couch playing video games. And when I come home, I got to cook, clean, and pay for the video game. I don't think so. And then when they meet you, uh, where you work at, that's not your business. You tell me where you work. You the man. Can you bring something to the table? I sure can. I can bring this plate and this fork spoon and knife, a glass, and a bowl if you need it, with a meal in it. The house is clean, your clothes is clean. See, we got it all twisted. We got it all mixed and mangled up. The woman doing what the man's supposed to do, and the man doing what the woman is supposed to do. He stay home and take care of the kids, and she go to work. What in the foolishness? What in the nonsense? But he want to be the head in the house. How you the head with the woman running everything? How you the head with the woman going to work making the money? She's making a deposit in the bank account. You spending it. Ought to be ashamed of yourself. I was telling this lady the other day. She was telling me. I said, let me tell you something. A raggedy rascal. I don't have no time for them. I'll help you out a few times. But when I see you're going to keep coming back and you're going to keep being raggedy no more. No, I can't do it. Figure it out. You're a man. Talk to men. Stop talking so much to women because you're not a woman. You're a man. That's what God made you. (coughs) We say we believers. We say we godly. (coughs) Excuse me. And we say we know. We say we got it. We Christians. But we're not doing what Christians should do. There's only one kind of Christian, and that's the followers of Jesus Christ. And not only are they following him, 
but they're applying what he's teaching them to their everyday lives. And it's not what the world putting down. And it's not what they feel. And it's not all about what they want. I've seen men before when they get paid, they go buy what they want to buy for themselves first, and then they take the rest to the house for the wife and the children and make it work, girl, because it's all I got. After he done been pleased. But a man that loves his family, he wants his family pleased. He want his children to have everything that they need. Clothes, shoes, winter clothes, boots, jackets, scarves, skull caps, whatever they need, gloves. I was listening to my oldest son, Lonnie, last night talk about his children. I was listening to him talk about his siblings. I was listening to him talk about trust funding. And I said, oh, my goodness. I can remember the time when he owed not a dime of child support. He was separated from his wife. But my son didn't owe no child support because he wasn't that way. My youngest son, he don't owe no child support. They take care of their families. My third oldest son, no child support. He take care of his daughter. Because they caught a hold to what the system was putting down early. And they said, not on me. I love my children, and I'm taking care of them. I don't need food stamps, welfare, and nobody else. Now, they had, my mama had to get that, but my children won't have to get it. I'm able-bodied. God going to help me. Because, see, a man don't work. The scripture says he shouldn't eat. If you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. Now, that's the scripture. That's not Barbara. These are mind reminders for your mind, your body, and your soul this morning. And women, we got to do better too. We got to teach our children and stand firm on the teaching. See, we we, we got a real soft spot in us. Because we carried the baby, uh, went through labor, and delivered the baby. So we got soft spots for our children. Oh, yes, we do. And like I said, no matter what they do, he's still mine. But I'm the kind that tell you the truth. I'm the kind that tell it like it is till you get mad with me. And say, I ain't going to never speak to her no more. Next thing I know, you're in trouble. You got to speak to me. I don't pay it no attention because I know you're a nut. I know you're not thinking right. Definitely not walking up right with God. I'm going to love you regardless, but I'm not going to support your foolishness. I'm not going to be your enabler. You're, you're a boy that, that's a man now, the age of a man. You got to go get it. You can't expect it from me. Now, at a certain point in your life when you started off young and you got me out of mind. But now you're a veteran now. 20 years of marriage. 25 years of marriage? Oh, you're a veteran. I ain't got no business. You, I'm your mama, and I'm paying your child support. The devil is a fool and a liar. And I'll make a fool and a liar out of you if you let him. I'm buying groceries for your house, and I'm over here eating out the tuna can? I don't think so. And you able to buy it? No, no, sir, I won't be able to do it. 
and I still love you. Mm-hmm. God is good. And some men, that's all they know how to do is work. They don't know how to love because they feel like nobody never loved them. They don't know what love is. They never saw it. So they're just going through the motions. They don't know how to sit down and really connect and talk to their wife and figure out what she needs and she figure out what he needs and they work together to get it done. They end up fussing and fighting because I'm trying to be the victim. You trying to be the victim. Even the children come trying to be victims. And this new generation, I feel so bad for them. Because every little wind blow their way, they just fall to pieces. They can't think of nothing. Look, we rode bicycles out of Florida. Plenty of I rode bikes with no helmets and, and, and fell off, but I didn't hurt myself. And then if I did hurt myself, I got right back up and kept going. Ate dirt. Mm, sure did. Ate dirt. Dirt ain't do nothing to me. Walked bare feet, did all kind of things. Run through the woods, all kind of stuff. Jumped out trees, all kind of foolishness. But now all children can do is stay in the house with video games and make the parents pay for them and the parents into that. I had one game back in the day, it was called Atari. And I got it out my house as soon as I could because life is no game. I'm not training my children in the house to play games. You can go outside and play jump rope, hopscotch, uh, hide and seek, something like that. But you're not going to be in here playing no games with shooting nobody and blowing up. No, not in here. Because you're not going to go to nobody's school and blow it up. And you're not going to blow up nobody else. You're not going to shoot nobody. No, not on my watch. These are reminders today. In my house, you don't shut doors. You ain't got no privacy. You you, you ain't old enough to have it. You ain't earned it. You got to earn privacy in your own place when you get it, not in mine. You at school, I go through every drawer in your bedroom, go through your closet. When you come home, clothes washed, hung up in your closet, fold up in the drawer, I've been through everything. And that's how I found out London was listening to reggae music. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a bunch of foolishness when I heard it. I said, well, what kind of rumble ramble is this? He said, this is a guy by the name of Bob Marley. <laughs> he said, and I got something for you to listen to. So he let me listen to a couple of the songs that I liked. And I said, okay, okay. But magazines and all kind of stuff, he wasn't some, no, I wasn't in there because I, I, I would have known it. I went through it. AL room, I used to go through there like a hurricane because I, I was looking for him to have a bomb, a, a gas bomb or anything in there. I was looking for him to have something to blow up, explosives. And I used to go through there almost every day that night. He'd come home because he liked his room nice and neat, but. When he come home, shoes organized and clothes hung up in the closet, in the drawer and everything, dresser nice and everything. He was like, you still been in my, in my room? I said, yeah, you mean I've been up through my house? That's what you're talking about. Because what you call in your room is my house. Yeah, all of that. I did all of that. 
did the girls the same way. Because you have to stay on top of something, and it was eight of them. Eight. Everybody's personality was different. Not everybody liked the same foods. It, it, it was just, ooh. But God blessed me. He blessed me. He blessed me. Yeah. And today, I don't have to pay child support. I got got some been in trouble and different things, and Maybe in trouble nine for God yet blessing them. Grandbaby throw through the windshield and broke up. But they performing surgery little bit by little bit to put her back together. Stable. Move a hand. Trying to fix stuff on her face. And I was, oh my goodness. And I know what that is because she was the makeup queen, you know. <laughs> So I guess she feeling on her face and, you know, making sure it's intact. And I don't know what I, all is not going on. I talked to it, you know, because you know I'm a nut. I said, uh, oh, I said, your feet don't look that bad. I said, but you ain't been to the nail shop. I love you. And she was trying to wiggle a little bit. I said, don't, don't try, don't try. Just lay there and rest. I said, Grandmama, just, just making you laugh a little bit. And I walked on out the room. Yeah. You see, but she's stable, and they still <clears throat> have her heavily sedated on medication because she broke up. But God is mending her <laughs> back together. The bruises healed up. Yeah. I can't go to the hospital because the medication the doctor gave me said don't go around nowhere where contagious people may be, and that's the hospital, so I can't go. But, uh, I, I keep a check and I, you know, get a good report and that kind of thing. But these are just reminders this morning for the body, the mind, and the soul. And listen, listen, God is truly coming back one day. Really, he is. And he's looking for the church without spot or wrinkle. He's looking for you. And if you got spots and wrinkles in you now, we can pray and ask God to help us. Teach me, Lord, how to get the spots and the wrinkles out of me, that I'll be ready when you come, prepared to go back with you when you come. But we just take things for granted because God don't cut us down. And he continue to give us chance after chance. But we got to wake up and realize time is running out. Either he's going to return or you're going to die. One of the two. You got an appointment either way. And it's appointed once under man to die, but after death comes the judgment. And when you stand before God, what will he see? What will he say? I don't know if he'll be able to say anything because I feel like we'll be awed and in amazement. What will you do? What will he say to you? What will be your final destination? Will he say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, come on in? Will he say, depart from me, I don't know you? What will he say to you? If ever there's been a serious time to think about these things, now is that time. And to be reminded, the Lord, I need help with my mind. I need help in my body. I need help with my soul. I don't want... 
the spirit to be my spirit. I want your spirit to live in me. And I want it to project out to others that they are blessed. When I walk through a neighborhood, when I go through a store, I want your anointing to flow from me. That the people there are blessed. That company will make some money because I've been in there and your anointing flourished. When I'm driving, Lord, let the other cars on the road be safe because your anointing is going out from me to keep them safe. The angels of the Lord is riding with me to keep me safe. I prayed before I left yesterday to go get them crabs, and they were good, y'all. And you talking about a nice ride. I, I don't know when the last time I had it that night. No real traffic, no real trouble. And I went on and come on back. Bless. Bless. And I thank God for it. I prayed about some things concerning the prayer and the devotion and my personal study. God showed up and showed me, I'm doing it. You asked for it, I'm doing it. Because I believe the quickest way for him to move for us is spiritually. Because he's a spirit. Hallelujah. Just simple reminders this morning for the mind, the body, the soul, and spirit. Hallelujah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to this one, and when we come back, the studio is still open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please, this morning, feel free to press that number one and come in. Tell somebody, take forever the long time. See, but God loves you that long. Thank you. 
God has loved us a long time and forever is very long and he will continue to love us forever. Hallelujah. That is a blessing. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Barbara. God bless you as well. How are you doing? I am good. I just called to say good morning and wish everybody a happy day. I really enjoyed that song. Forever's a long time. That's how long. And I just want to say thank God for a new day. 
another day. He didn't have to give it to us, but he did. Thank God for looking over each and other one, each and every one of us as we drive around, walk around, or even just walk in and out of our house. Life is not a guarantee of man. It is a gift from God. So I just want to say good morning, and may we have a great day. And God bless us all. Yeah. Listen, I want to give out this number this morning. I spoke with Brother Frank yesterday. He's in the hospital, and uh, he's got some severe stuff going on. And he said at one point he wasn't eating, but then he started eating. And at one point he wasn't walking. But now he's walking a little bit. And uh, he had this lady to call me yesterday to tell me uh, that he was in the hospital. And uh, I was intending to bring that phone number in here. But I posted it um, over on Facebook. So let me see if I can uh, get it and get his phone number for those who are willing to call him pray with him and encourage him, it would be a wonderful thing because he truly needs it right now. And uh, I'm going to um, call back over there to this morning and apologize because I didn't uh, get a chance to call him back yesterday evening. I, I stopped everything when uh, my sons called me last night to talk to them. But uh, I want to make sure that I check, stay in with him, you know, stay in with Brother Frank and I keep up with him and keep up with what's going on with him and that kind of thing because that's what he wants. I know that's what he would love for me to do. So that's what I'm going to do. And uh, we give God glory, we give him the honor, and we give him the praise because, you know, sometime I'm going to tell you the truth. Sometimes you don't have love. You know, you you, you have people around you, and you have people that bear with you, but you don't have people that love you. And see, it makes a difference when you have people who love you, and they're around you, and, uh, you know, they come and see about you. If they can't come, they're calling to check on you to make sure, you know, what all they can do is being done. But sometimes that's all we can do is pray. Yeah. Sometimes that's all we can do is have prayer. We can't do nothing else. You know, it's up to God. It's in his hands. So I just want to ask you if you can call him and, uh, encourage him and that kind of thing, please do so if you can, because it would really bless him and it would really show him love and that, you know, someone cares. Yeah. And so we thank God this morning that we can do this. Thank you so much. His phone number to reach him is 702. Wait a minute. I got to go back and get that. Thank you so much, Sister Dot. Because I got so much going on, I forgot where I put the number in here. But I know where it is in the kitchen. It's 702-962-5000. 
His name is Frank Peoples. And when you call, you may get a live person or you may get the hospital. And if you get the hospital, it's going to ask you for his name. And if you want to talk to the nurse or the patient, you want to talk to the patient. And so it will automatically ring him for you. 702 562 5000 5000 at the end of it. 702 562 5000. So call him Frank Peoples and uh, encourage him and pray with him if you can. If you don't pray, just call him and encourage him. You know, just say, Well, Brother Frank, Barbara told me he was in the hospital. And I just wanted to call you and tell you, you know, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. And um, if that's all you want him to know, say, well, and that's all I wanted to know. I mean, you know, that's all I wanted to tell you is that you thought about Brother Frank. Yeah. And you're being prayed for. Yeah. That's a good thing right there. And I know he, he will appreciate that. Yeah. Wait, what's your face? Okay. That is 702. That's the area code seven zero two nine six two five thousand. Which the five thousand is the number five and three zeros behind the five. Not I mean seven zero two nine six two five thousand. And again, his name is Frank Peoples. So just ask for Frank Peoples. If a live person answers, okay, good. God bless you. If the live person answers, you want to speak to Frank Peoples. If the machine pick up, then you just, uh, it's going to ask you for his name, and you just say Frank Peoples, and you want to speak to the patient. <coughs> you don't want the nurse's station or any of the <coughs> But you want the patient's uh, room. And so it'll ring his room and you're able to talk to him. So if we could do that, that's going to work in his favor. That's going to make him feel so much better. Yeah, it is. And uh, I know he will be happy to hear from us. Yeah. Oh, so some Barbara told him. Yeah. He'll be happy to hear. You know, I know somebody cares. Yeah, I know somebody care and love him enough to call him and encourage him or call him and pray for him or just call him and, you know, say a few encouraging words and hang your phone up. Yeah, you don't have to stay there all day. Yeah. Because I know he understand, um, you know, we have other stuff to do because he was always busy too. You call him, yeah, I'm going to get back with your sister. Um, busy today, this and that, yeah. Because he was always trying to help somebody. But all right, bro Anthony, I'm coming at you right now. I'm going to mute your mic, so scary. Good morning, bro Anthony. God bless you. How are you? Uh, bless, highly favor. Can you hear me this morning, Mr. Barber? Yes, sir. I can hear you nice and clear. Okay, yeah, this, this is here for cooperating this morning. First of all, I want to get God thanks for life that was spent. Keep him on the right mind. Allow me to see another day. I thank him for that. Him and my limb. Thank him for who he is and me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me. I just thank God for, you know, 
this ministry. You, Miss Barbara, thank God for the faithful people that come and tune in, and the ones that's here and being up here. You know, just just thank God for you know the opportunity. You know, just to, to be a part of this ministry and thank God for what you doing, Miss Barbara, and uh, just just a blessing. You know, to be here another day. You know, just knowing the circumstances and you know life and know this just knowing you know, this this last year all the people that passed away and people passing away and oh uh, my, my my I have a aunt, my sister, my brother I mean not my brother but my father's brother sister, get it right, her name was Glendon Lynn Pete Patrick, Glendon Patrick and oh uh, really didn't uh, know my aunt too much, you know, before, you know, my 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 dad passed away, but you know, once my aunt, you know, seen me at a funeral, my dad passed away, and then you know, she reached out to me, and you know, made it her made it her business to you know be in my life, and I just thank God for the you know the opportunity to you know know her and fellowship with her, and you know just you know see the love that she had for me, you know, and, and knowing that she you know wanted a relationship with me. And, you know, with my children, and I know she was a, a woman of God and, you know, walking in the path of, of righteousness. And, uh, you know, I could just see, you know, uh, the God said she was fruit, and I could see her fruit. And, uh, you know, I just blessed uh, that she would along, she would be with the Lord uh, Tuesday. And um, I could say, and, um, you know, I kind of thinking about, you know, with the family and, you know, members that I passed and, you know, just people that I knew that passed and, you know, weeping about them, you know, passing. But, you know, as I got the news about it, you know, God just, just eased my spirit with it and, you know, let me know that, you know, she, she was with him. And, you know, as I began to think about her and I closed my eyes, I could just see that, see, you know, see her face and see that smile, you know, that she got. And, you know, it just did all the good and blessed me, you know. And it was just a guy confirming, letting me know, you know, he was, she was with him. And, you know, I was, I'm at peace with it, you know. And I I talked to her husband, you know, he, he's a, a minister as well. And, uh, you know, it's just a blessing, you know, to know that, you know, when you're walking right with God and, you know, if you continue to do the things that he asked you to do and, you know, you believe you know, in him and, you know, Doing the best you can do as a as a as a believer as a child of God, you know, you know, in the end you go to be in the kingdom with him. So you know, it's just listen, and uh, I just uh, I just thank God for that. I just, again, thank God for the ministry, and uh, I have so much I can say right now, but you know, I, I just again I just can't say it, say it to my just thank God, Miss Barbara, because you know I I'm just you know getting over being sick, and of course you. And, you know, God did some things with me, you know, uh, uh, with me being sick, and I'm still here, so I just thank God for that, you know, because it could be different, but, you know, that's just the Lord confirming, letting me know that, you know, he has a purpose and a plan for my life, and, you know, I, I'm just determined to walk in it, walk in what he has called me to do and strive to do the best I can do as a, as a man, as a child of God, as a son, you know, as a father, and I, I just thank God again, and, oh, uh, 
just want to tell y'all just continue to be strengthened and continue to keep the faith in God and, you know, trusting him with what you got going on in your life, you know, to fight the good or the bad, you know, to know that God is with you. You know, he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And, uh, you know, just, just keep that in your heart. And uh, uh, y'all have a blessed day and uh, blessings in everybody's life. And, you know, we just, we just speak in victory in 2023 and the seasons to come. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Y'all be blessed. Yeah, I keep me in y'all prayers and I keep y'all in mind. And I again thank you again, Miss Barbara, this morning. And I thank you for Miss Barbara for being faithful as always and you know, you know, being obedient to God for what he has called you to do, you know, and uh, evangelizing, you know, spread the gospel as well and the ministry that you're doing, you know. So you know, it's just a blessing to you know, to know that, you know, people being obedient to what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. I thank God for being here, and I thank God for faithfulness, because what I learned over the years, that's what you got to do. You got to stay. You got to stay. Yeah. And some people come, and they'll say, well, oh, nobody comes to me. Like, I wouldn't care if it wasn't but two people. I'm going to stay, because that's what God called me to. All right, Minister Shonda, coming at you right now. God bless you. I'm a mute mic, bro, Anthony. God bless you, Minister Shonda. Shonda, how are you? I'm doing good. Good morning. How are you? I'm blessed. Can't complain. Good. I'm glad that your granddaughter um, is pulling through and, and healing. That makes me happy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad about that. I just wanted to tell you this. Um, you were touching on, um, you know, getting advice. And, um that God is Jesus coming back one day. Yeah. And I thought about that was on my heart um over the Christmas uh season and uh I was supposed to bring a message at my church but I didn't because they um canceled church Christmas Day because of the extreme cold. So I got to go and worship at Andrea's church which was a blessing. But this was what I felt the Lord gave to me, and I couldn't shake it. It wasn't a traditional Christmas uh, message. It was talked about, of course. I would talk about the birth of Jesus because that's why we celebrate um, Christmas Day, his birth, to come and save the world. But when I got in my heart, and I I do hope and, and trust that it was the Holy Ghost, was to tell the people this. The words of John the Baptist that he's coming back to separate the wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you said that earlier, that he is coming back, he is. And I just sometimes, uh, I just look at my own life and I'm like, well, that's a warning for me because I feel like if the Lord put something in my heart, even as the message is for me more than, more than anyone, um, because it's it's time for me to stop playing church. And if I'm playing church, it's probably others playing church because he is coming back. And he said something, um, even though I didn't get to say that message, but as praise and worship leader, I got to share with the saints last Sunday. If he doesn't come back this year, because we don't know when he's coming back, of course, some of us may expire. Mm-hmm. And 
do we really trust and believe in Christ as our Lord and Savior? You know, when you say, follow me, are we really following? So um, I just want to uh, call in and share that because um, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, what you said, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's exactly what the Lord gave me to share with the saints, too. And last time you said it was something coming down the pipe, it did. I don't know if you remember that. Next thing you know, Corona, they so I, I um, just proceed to say that sometimes God is, you know, he sends us a warning out of love because those things coming down the pipe we can't see. Um, and he uses the, the, the mouths of people to warn us in love so we can self-examine ourselves. So I thank you for that. And, uh, again, I'm so glad you're back on the air. God bless you. God bless you, saints. And I hope you all have a good day. Yes, God bless you, Minister Shonda. Yeah, I thought about that thing, too. and uh, that, But that was the Lord showed me that, that <clears throat> either he returned or we may pass away. Either one, we got an appointment. <clears throat> so, oh. <clears throat> so I started, you know, looking at that too, and the Lord began to strengthen me in that because I, you know, I want my calling and election to be sure. I want to be ready when he called my name. When it's time for me to go, I want to be ready. And uh, I want to get all my work done and do all that I'm supposed to do here so that when I go on and take my rest, when I wake up, I'm waking up to hear what he got to tell me, yes or no. Yeah. But I believe I, I, I want to come back with him to judge the world. Yeah, I want to come back with him to judge the world. And uh, this, I, and I used to want to do it for the wrong motive, to be honest. And then he began to fix my heart and regulate my mind. Yeah, so that I don't think that way. You know, he coming back to punish me. No, no, it's not about that with me. Yeah, if you need a worker, I want to be that worker that come back with him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say good morning to you. Um, this may be my God, baby, Laura, 267-968. God bless you this morning. Good morning, good morning. And uh, good morning to you, Pastor David and Sister Dorothy Goodman and Sister Andrea Spinner. And a good morning to your sister Irene, and again to Minister Shonda and Brother Anthony and Sister Jerry. Good morning to you. Good morning to your sister Mary Ann and Sister Simon, and um, Sister Melody Rose, Sister Laura, and Mr. Mason and Miss Deborah. Mr. Mason may be in school today, and uh, Alexis. And uh, good morning to you, Michelle and Sister Andrea Spinner. Oh, I said that. And uh, Sister Andrea Philadelphia, I'm looking at the list now. Sister Keisha, Sister Rita, Sister Sion, Sister Diane, Sister Angela Foote, and Sister Anna Lee Foote. Good morning to you, Sister Kim Hawks, Sister uh, Yvonne, and Apostle Claudia Boatwright this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning to you, that main man. And they still ain't work on the chat room yet, Brother Louis. Well, good morning to you, and God bless you and Shara. Happy New Year over there. And uh, good morning, Brother Jermaine and Brother Anthony 
and Brother D, Brother Mike Hawk, uh, Brother uh, Cal, and uh, Brother George West Perry, Brother Lee Hamilton, and uh, Brother Justin Gilmore, and Brother Marquez Griffin. God bless you this morning. God bless you. And uh, we don't want to forget. Don't y'all forget. If you can, just call Brother Frank and say hello if you can. Because I'm telling you, that's going to make a big difference uh, in his life. And that's going to, going to bless him real good. Yeah. Because he want to know, you know, that, you know, somebody care and care enough to call and uh, say hello. And you can say that. Well, Brother Frank, I just called to say hello to you. You know, Sister Barbara told her she was in the hospital. I said, well, she gave out the number, and I wanted to call and uh, just let you know we're thinking about you, that kind of thing. Yeah, and be through. You don't have to stay on there all day. Yeah. And I understand some people don't really, really know him, so they know him through me and that kind of thing, but I know he would appreciate the call. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful to him. All right, Sion, I got Pastor... Mike Jr. ready, and uh, finally, so uh, I'm going to dedicate this one to you and Pastor David this morning. I remember when, I remember, I remember when he saved my life. Everything before that was just a blur. I was wild, living real foul. I just want right. I remember when, I remember, I remember when he changed my name. From sick to healed, from broke to blessed. Now I can testify that I'll never be the same. My God is
giving honor to God, who's the head of my life. I want to thank you. If it had not been for you, I could have died last year, thinking about the last tears, thinking about the last time that I called on you, and you came through. I remember when my God is This is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah. God is amazing. Yes, he is. <coughs> and watches over us. Keep us. <coughs> wake us up every morning. I'm still recovering, y'all. But I said I'm going on anyway in Jesus. I'm doing the show every morning. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as close to 10 as I can. Because, see, I got to show not only me, but I'm showing anybody else that God is who he say he is. He's a healer. He going to lift you up. He going to raise you up. I may not need to be doing all that I didn't do it. I may need to sit down for a minute. And I said today, I said, I'm going to sit myself down and rest up a little bit, you know, and stop just trying to manhandle it and come on back and He's so strong, so quick, you know, because God is working this thing out. Yeah, he's working it out, and it's working for my good. And then I got to kind of fix the medication. Some of it they gave me I I can't take, but that that I I, I should take, I got to balance it, you know, because I I don't even want to tell you. I might take it today and don't take it no more. Because I'm not really depending on the medicine. I'm depending on the Lord. But some stuff I know she gave me, it'll, it'll help me. So I'm going to, you know, reconsider some things and uh, do it. Yeah. And uh, it's all right in Jesus' name this morning. Hallelujah. Grateful, grateful to be here in this 2023, January the 5th. Look at this. 2023. Look like that thing started dragging and getting heavy at 22 at the end. Oh, my goodness. But it, it was coming on into them holidays really quick. And I couldn't tell you why, but in November, and Sister Jerry said, oh, Bobby, you ready for this holiday? Yeah, I'm ready for Christmas. I love Christmas. And so I'm getting stuff together and I'm uh, getting gifts out that I could get out. And all of a sudden, I think it was after the 8th of December, bam. And I came to the show that one day, and that that could have been December the 8th, and I was coughing then and thing. And my nose running, and I said, oh, no, I done picked up something. And I thought it would be gone in a day or so, because, see, I I don't never have nothing this long. That thing dragged on and dragged on. I said, okay, Lord, I got to sit down. All right, I tried to stop myself, but I'm not used to that. So I find myself uh, ripping and running the street. Yeah, I'm just telling it how. And then I lay down on the couch, and when I lay down, I just go to sleep deep. Then I'm talking on the phone too much and uh, different things, and it, 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 it couldn't get better. And so I just had to turn it all off. Yeah. And go on and, 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 and lay down. You can't cook no Christmas dinner. You can't invite nobody over for Christmas. 
Uh, you can't go nowhere for Christmas. You just gonna have to stay. New Year's, you just gonna have to take it easy. You still can't cook and invite nobody over, and you can't go nowhere. So you just gonna have to sit down and take it easy. And so uh, that's what I did. And I'm uh, I went to get those crabs yesterday, and I I gotta go to the eye doctor and pick up my glasses. But for the most part, I'm just chilling. And I'm not falling off to sleep like I was because I just drop off to sleep and coughing and all kind of things. And this is a dry cough. So they said, uh, hydrate, 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 hydrate. I said, if I drink any more water, I'm going to turn into an ocean. But I have to drink water because I can't have no vitamins. So that means no orange juice, no lemonade, you know, nothing really, to be honest, but water, no tea. Because that's caffeine. No caffeine, no vitamins, and no dairy products. And I was going to get up and do, you know, the egg and the pan sausage and a piece of toast on Weight Watchers so I could start back, you know, to my regiment after the holidays. But I can't. So certain things I can't have. Yeah. Don't go around no place where it's contagious people. I was like, wow, my granddaughter, she's like, hey, you talk to her on the phone. I said, she can't. She's like, well, you're just going to have to get reports on her because I I, I don't want you up at the hospital. So I didn't go. I ended up in the emergency room at one time. Yeah. I said, my goodness. Yeah, that enemy trash. Yes. For God is faithful. And I'm thankful unto him. Is there anyone else this morning have something? like to say, please feel free. We have time. We have time. Yeah. God is good. All right. Well, we'll move on to one more. I think I have one more. Do I have one more? I thought I had one more request, but I guess not. Oh, yes, I do. Time for us to go past the outer court and to go into the inner court. Go into the Holy of Holies. And let's just begin to minister to Him today. Touch 
So that just come out of there. But anyway, um, you can plan it at Money Sign Cash Now, 1727. And the C in cash is the big C. And the N in now is the big now. Money Sign Cash Now, 1727. And so whatever seed you can plant, I'm grateful unto God that you can plant that seed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And uh, we're grateful unto him this morning. He is who you say he is, and he will do what he said he would do. And so we're just thankful. So if there's no one else, I will uh, pray us out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. All right. Let's pray out. Let's pray out. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your move today and your word today. But Father, your word again today is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. We're thankful unto you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you've done already. Hallelujah, what you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus. As we depart this morning, Father, bless our family and friends near and far. Heal those that are sick. Father, set free those that are incarcerated. Bless those that are in every branch of the military. Father, we ask this morning that you would bless widowers and bereaved families everywhere. And, Lord, that you would bless Israel and Jerusalem and prosper them, God. And we ask that, Lord, you would bless intercessory prayer people praying for others in the name of Jesus. Ask, Lord, that you would bless preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus in obedience unto you and love for your people. And, Father, we ask that you remember our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. And, Lord, that you would move by your spirit for them. Many are in dire straits. And, Lord, open doors and make ways for them. Father, we ask that you would continue to bless these United States of America. And God, we ask that you would bless the leadership. Have mercy upon them this morning, oh God. And move for them and their families today. They are human beings too. But God, they got it twisted. And Lord, only you can unravel this thing. And we ask that you would do it for us as your people in the name of Jesus. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And as we depart, Father, bless our going out. Bless our coming in and meet the need in our lives today, according to your riches and glory, by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, January the 5th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. Have a blessed day, a blessed day. And uh, we're going to our last song of the morning, and I got a double take on this one, so I'm going back and play it one more time.
Father, 